discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the power of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12. 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use what? Great plainness of speech. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. We use great plainness of speech. Now, let's read the Amplified of this verse. Okay? It says, since we have such glorious hope. What glorious hope is that? I've been trying to show it to you uh, in the last two weeks, in the last two Sundays. If you remember, I'm sharing concerning creating your future with what? Words. With words. Creating your future with words. You can have um, your future showing forth. Beautiful, glorious future with your words okay sometimes um we feel that oh it's not that is not so important what you say is not so important but what you say is very very important it makes all the difference when the israelites got to the brink of canaan and they said that we cannot god said you can take the land he told them i'm taking you from egypt and i'm bringing you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey when they went to spy out the land, they saw that the, truly the, the land had, was flowing with milk, was flowing with honey, was, was beautiful. You know? But they saw giants there. And so they came back and said that, listen, there are giants on the land. There's no way we can take it. Ten of them said that. There were 12 spies, one from each tribe. So 10 tribes said that we can't. They are too mighty for us. And Joshua and Caleb said that. The Bible says that they were of a different spirit. You can see it for yourself. Numbers chapter 13. You know. Um, in chapter 14, he talks about Joshua and Caleb. The Bible says they were of a different spirit. You can read the whole of chapter 13 and the whole of chapter 14. You see it. But go to chapter 14. Okay, this is 13, 32. It says, And they brought an evil report of the land which they had searched out unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. They were lying. They said the land eats up the inhabitants thereof. It's not true. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature, giants. Next verse. And there, there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our, look at what they said. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. They saw themselves as grasshoppers in the sight of the giants. Not the giants seeing them all. They saw themselves like that first. When they saw the giants, they interpreted themselves to be grasshoppers. And so the giants also saw them as grasshoppers. What you think makes all the difference. What do you think about your future? I was telling you last week, I was showing you one of the last scriptures I used was Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Let's go there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I'll show you that the word thing there is not adrenaline thinking. Not adrenaline thinking. Like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, this, um, he's not talking about your thought life. Okay? Yeah. There's another word for that. Okay, that's, that's news. N-O-U-S. That's thinking. You see. But this one 
is the word logizomai, which means that the logizomai is spelled L-O-G-I-Z-O-M-I-M-A-I. Okay, logizomai. And it means to put to your account. Meaning that when you see something that is good, put it to your account. Ah, this, this thing, this is how my life is going to be. Do you like what I'm telling you? Or you are too tired to like what I'm telling you now? Yeah. If you see something that is good, put it to your account. Don't put evil things to your account. You heard that someone had an accident on the road to somewhere, Damascus. <laughs> and then you put, it's like, hey, that road, I travel on it a lot. Or maybe me to one day when I'm traveling on it, something bad. Will. You are putting things, and we always do that. We always put things to our account. We always put a lot of, most of, most of the time it's bad things. Most of the time it's bad things. When you think about the future, you account bad things to yourself. Oh, maybe when I, as I grow, I'm not, I'm not going to be strong. I'm going to get weaker and weaker. When I turn 70, uh, I, will not be, I will not be doing so well. I'll be lying on the bed. What are you talking about? Like, that's how you are seeing yourself. 70, dear, maybe. What are you saying? No, 70. The president of the country is what? 76 or so? Donald Trump is 78 or so. And he was going for a second term. Joe Biden is 75 or so. Joe Biden is rather older. Okay, Trump is 74. Joe Biden is 77. And he has now started his first term. So I don't understand why you think that you, when you turn 75, it's like your life has finished. These people are now competing to become president and all of that. They are now starting their presidential life. So I, don't, I honestly don't understand why you account yourself that by the time you are 70, all your teeth will be out. You'll be saying, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, my sons, my son. What are you talking about? No, don't think like that. You know, and the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you are putting to your account is what will happen to you. You see? So account, he's telling you to account good things. Whatsoever is lovely, lovely, good, beautiful, exciting, pure. Don't see yourself in sin like you, dear. When it comes to you, you are going to be lying in sin like a pool of water. You'll be swimming in iniquity. No, see yourself walking in purity. Expressing the righteousness of God wherever you go. That's how you should see yourself. If you see yourself like that, that's what you produce. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's so important. So account good things. If you read the Amplified, the Amplified scratches it a little for us. Look at the Amplified. He says, what's about of a good report? What is of a good report for you? I mean, you are, when you think about life, you know, when they say, when they are reading your obituary, will they say that, you know, every, all obituaries are lies. Most of, the, most of them are lies. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Most of them are lies. They're, he doesn't even go to church, but they say he was a strong member of the house of God. He was there. It's not true. Most of them are lies. Just so that we can paint the person nicely. They say we don't speak evil of the dead. But the guy was not correct. Do you see? Uh-huh. Just because we don't speak evil of the dead, they try to color it. I mean, it's how you see someone who's a very wicked man. He didn't look after his children. He didn't do anything. He didn't do whatever. And then he dies and his children are there and they are reading obituary. I saw one, one lady reading the obituary of his father. She was reading it. He was saying good things. He just, she just started crying. Not because the father had died, but because she was reading lies. She realized that what I'm reading is not true. It's not true about this man. This man, she wished she could say, this man was a very wicked man. It's good he has died, but she couldn't say that. Hey! Yeah. It says, for the rest, brethren, what, so whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence. Like when you think about something that is worthy of reverence. Yeah. Account that to your life. Things that are worthy of reverence. Like you are now a reverend. You are reverend. So you, when you are thinking about yourself, like me too, I'll, I'll be honored. Not, not dishonor. When you think about your life, you feel like, oh, I mean, nothing is happening for me. I don't know if I... No, no. Jesus died for you. Hmm? Whatsoever is of what? Reverence and it's honorable. Wow. I, I'm wondering what you are thinking about right now. What, what, what honorable thing do you think you know, 
or you've seen around, account that to yourself. That, that, that is me. That will be my life. Don't be jealous of people who have been honored or people who, have, who are prosperous. No, watch, he's showing you what to do when you see something good. When you see something good, account it to yourself. You know, Archbishop Nick, uh, Nick uh, Duncan Williams was mentioning it, that that was one of the differences between Ghanaians and Nigerians. You know, a Ghanaian, when, he, when a Ghanaian sees a nice car passing by, he will say that the guy is a drug dealer. Almost every rich man in Ghana has been accused to be a drug dealer. Or what? Sikedro, he has used his son or his daughter to do something. It's like you can't get genuine money in this country. Meanwhile, it doesn't even make any sense. Some of the rich men I know, they don't even know, they don't even know uh, uh, magic man, let alone juju man. They don't know anybody. When you see something nice, I count, uh, when we're coming, I saw a very nice car. An Audi, some, it was making noise. I said, hey, I like this thing. I like it. I like it. I didn't say, oh, this guy, where did he get his money? Where did he get his money? He said, are you, are you, in, his, are you in his house? Is that, that's, is that your problem? Ah, what is that? Yeah, I like it. It's nice. Me too. When I grow up, I'll buy some. Yeah. Not, oh. As for Ghana, we don't know. These people, we don't know where they have passed. They are all politicians. They are all stealing the money. Listen. Hallelujah. It's okay. Let's not talk about politicians much. You know, so he says, look at it. He says, what's honorable, seemingly, whatever is just or righteous, pure, winsome, and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there's any virtue, any virtue, any moral excellence, do you see? Like you, sometimes you see some men, you realize that, ah, this man has been able to love his wife for 35 years. He has a stable home. His children are correct. He's raised his children well. You look at him, you're like, ah, I like this one. I would want to be like this one. So start accounting it, accounting it to yourself. Yeah, account it. You are an accountant. Just keep accounting things to yourself. Do you see? If there's anything worthy of praise, then it says, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Put them to your account. Account it to yourself. That's how to live the God life. Do you see? And the other side is, as you are putting it to your account, start saying it for yourself. Start saying it for yourself. You know, our mouths, are so, our tongues are so important. What we say is what we get. So there are two very important things that control our lives. Our thoughts and our speech. What we are thinking, as a man thinks, that's so easy. And what you say is what you get. So if you read in Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 12, let's read from verse um, what verse do you think? What verse do you like? No, let's read from verse 33. One will not close. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. He says, either make the tree good. This is so important now. Look at this scripture very carefully. Either make the tree good and his fruit will be good. Isn't it? If the tree is good, the fruit will be good. So the most important thing is the tree being good. Then he says, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt or his fruit will be corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit if you want to know what kind of tree it is you have to look at the, tr- the fruit isn't it okay go to the next verse now you understand what the tree is and what the fruit is in the next few verses oh generation of vipers this is jesus talking home jesus didn't like all the religious folks who were just talking like they are mad he didn't like them he, he always spoke against them Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, so they were evil. How can ye, being evil, so the tree is what kind of a person you are? Do you see? How can you, being evil, speak good things? Your speech is the fruits. So what you are is determined by what you are saying. And what you are saying shows us what you are. We shall by our words, we shall know you. By that, so it's down there. You see it. Look at it. it. Says for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Meaning that whatever you are in your heart, that's what your mouth is saying. Look at the next verse. A good man, see a good man. Out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. Meaning that good things do not just happen. 
Good men must bring forth good things. How? By their mouths. Then it says, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So depending on your content, what you are, you speak. Do you see? What are, are, you, are you not a child of God? Are you a child of God? Yeah. If you're a child of God, what does that make you? It means that you're a good man. Yeah. Are you a child of God? Yeah. Say, I'm a good man. Don't have any shadow of doubt about, about that. See, I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. Yeah. And because I'm a good man and I'm a good woman, you must bring forth what? Good things. How? By your mouth. By your speech. By your speech. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. But I say unto you that every idol where that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. The word idol is inoperative word. Any word that you speak that is inoperative or does not bring good into this world, it says you shall keep an account of it. Wow. I'm wondering what you have said in times past. Say, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord. Mercy on my head. Look at the next verse. Then it says, for by thy words, by the things that you're saying, you shall be declared not guilty before God on that day. And by thy words, you shall be condemned. So most of us condemn our lives. With what we say. You know, I don't know how my future is going to be. I've tried the business. It's not working. I don't know how things are going to be. You see, you are just creating a bad future. Even though you're a good man, your mouth must be disciplined. You see, because there's something about our tongues. Your mouth has a particular direction. Naturally speaking. James chapter 3, verse 2. Our mouths, okay, by virtue of our natural birth, has a particular way in which it functions. So, look at this one. It says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. So, your maturity as a child of God is shown by one of the things that it shows, shows that you are matured is how you talk. How you talk, what you say. So he says, for if for in many things we offend all. If in if any man offend not in word or in speech, the same is a perfect man, is a matured man, and able also to bridle the whole body. If you learn to discipline your mouth, you you'll be able to bridle or handle your whole body, and hence your whole environment. You'll be able to create things around you. You'll be able to create your future, a glorious future around you if you learn to discipline your mouth. So you must learn. It's something you have to learn. Like sometimes you want to say something bad. Then you remember that, oh, I'm not supposed to talk like that. You discipline yourself. If you learn to discipline your mouth, your whole body will be disciplined. And hence your whole environment will, form, will go the way God wants it to go. Most of us deny ourselves with our speech. Even though God has, done, has created a beautiful future, we use our mouths to deny ourselves. Do you see? Yeah. So God has given us an opportunity to, be, to take part in bringing forth the glory of God that is in us into our world, through our mouths. Because you can't be saying something different from what God has said concerning you. God told the children of Israel, I'm taking you from the land of Egypt to the land of Canaan, moving with, uh, flowing with milk and honey and every good thing you can think about. As for God, he wants good things for you. Jesus' life assignment was announced in John chapter 10 verse 10. Jesus announced his life's assignment. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come so that you may have and enjoy life. That's, look at the Amplified. It's nice. You'll be surprised that Jesus has an ambition of making sure you are enjoying your life. Can you imagine? Look at, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. Can you believe it? That Jesus came so that you can enjoy life. Say enjoyment. 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 He wants you to enjoy life. And some Christians don't like it. It's like life has to be up and down. Today you are doing well, tomorrow you are not doing well. No, that's not. If you believe that, that's what you have. The Bible says the path of the justice are the shine light. That shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Meaning that the older you get, the better it gets. Not where it goes down and then something happens. 
if your mouth is vacillatory or oscillatory, that is how your life will be. You must discipline your mouth to be in one direction only. Jesus has an ambition of, let me show you the will of God concerning. Can I show you the will of God concerning your life? First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 22. Go up to 15. It's nice. 16. There are three of them, so I want to show it to you. Okay, this is the first one. Rejoice evermore. Next verse. Pray without ceasing. Next verse. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If you noticed, the fact, there are three things. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Then it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So these three things are the will of God in Christ concerning you. This is his will for you, that you rejoice evermore, that you pray without ceasing, and that in everything you give thanks. This is the will of God concerning your life. Wow. He wow. says rejoice evermore. Count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. As for tests, there they come. As for you, see Red Sea. Won't you see Red Sea? Oh, there's a big Red Sea waiting for you in your life. But you know that when you get to the rest, you are not going to construct a bridge over it. That rest is going to pass because you are going to speak to it. When, listen, when Moses got to the Red Sea and the, all of the children of Israel were crying, we are dead, we are in trouble. And Moses, started, Moses told the people, listen, relax, calm down. Today you shall see the salvation of the Lord. You shall see the great salvation of the Lord. And then after Moses had spoken to them like that and calmed them down, he turned to God and started crying to God, God, Charlie, what do we do? <laughs> What are we going to do? Then God said, why are you crying to me? Why are you talking to me? Stretch forth your hands towards the sea and divide it. You divide it. Because I've taught you how to go against challenges. Use your mouth. Divide it. And now my line is not in the Bible. Go to that place. Exodus. Chapter 14. Let me, let's read that point. Sometimes we say the story, but you've never read it before. So I want to read it to you. Recently, there was a scripture that was being read. I think Reverend George was reading it. And when he read it, I realized I had been thinking it differently from what was written in the Bible. Yeah. 14, verse 15. Okay. So let's go to 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Why are you? Why? Why? Like, seriously, why are you crying to me? There's a problem. Go up a little. Go up a little. Now, remember, the rest was in front of them. Egypt was behind them. Ready to pounce on them and kill them. God had just put a certain uh, smoke screen between the two of them. Some thunders and lightning was between just the two of them. So that the Egyptians do not get to them. You've never read it before. Let's read it. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, this is verse 10. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid. They were afraid. Problem. Sometimes things come around there. You realize that. Pressure. We tend pressure into a pleasure. You must tend pressure. Into pleasure. It's a message by Karesh. And they were so afraid. They were afraid out of their boots. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. You can cry out unto the Lord as much as you like. There are, there are things, listen, you have to understand how things are and how things work, okay? You have to, or else you cry for a long time. There are Christians who have cried for a long time. God is expecting you to use your faith because he's done some things for you. And when Pharaoh do night, go to the next verse. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, yeah, you're on the verge of dying. Instead of doing something, they are criticizing Moses. Yeah, criticizing the leader and criticizing God. If you are criticizing Moses, you are criticizing God. What, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? We liked Egypt, we would have been alive. It's not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt. Didn't we tell you this in Egypt saying, let us alone, leave us alone, we don't want problem. That we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Meanwhile, they were dying in Egypt. Uh, they, they will serve and die. They will lash them while they are serving and die. Can you imagine? At least this one, I'm going to die in freedom. 
Which one is better? Oh, Charlie. Look at an exit. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, on the brink, he, he was properly trained. So on the brink of pressure, he was bringing the word of God to them. Stand fast, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Did they see Egypt again in their history? Never. The man of God spoke. Listen, what he said came to, to happen. They were, they were just right there. They were right there. He said, you will not see them anymore. What, what do you say when there are problems around? You know, pastor, since, since I, 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 I did this, hmm, a problem after problem, after problem after problem, is coming after me like party after party. I tell you, problem after problem, you shall see them again no more forever. I said you shall see them again no more forever. Look at your next verse, verse 14. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore Christ thou unto me? Like God is telling him that, listen, the solution is not with me. As for me, I said that I'm taking from the land of Egypt to the land of, land of Canaan. That was how I announced it long ago. I have said mine. That is why we have the Bible. What God needs to say, he has said, is in the word for us. When Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side, he went to bed. Why? Because he had released the word. So he didn't care what was going to happen in, the, in between. Because because he has released the word, just repeat what he has said. He's the creator of the universe. What he says is final. Jesus, you have the final say. Isn't it? Yeah. Do you know that song? I have seen your faithfulness. Ada. My God, you are who you say you are. You've never heard it. Oh. The way I'm saying it. You have, your word will never fail. You have the final say. Have you ever seen the Lord change? Have you ever seen the Lord disappoint me? Disappointing. Have you ever seen the Lord change? You can find it and play it. It's nice. You see? And he, he's not, she's not talking about like God showing up in the circumstance that he or she is in. God showed up in the circumstance before the circumstance came. So now that the circumstance is there, what do you need to do? Repeat what God has said. You said this. This is what you said. Listen, people have even stood on the Bible. Ken Hagen used to stand on the Bible. He would open the Bible to the portion he, he's telling God. He opened open the Bible and stand on it and say, God, he said we should stand on your word. I'm standing on your word literally. This is what is happening. You know it. Before it came, you knew it. And I'm speaking your word to it. I know it has changed forever. And then they start thanking God. Thank you, Lord, that it is done. When the problem increases, they say, thank you, Lord. In all things, give thanks. When the pressure is hot, give thanks. Paul and Silas were not giving thanks because they wanted to escape the prison. They were thanking God for giving them the opportunity to suffer on their behalf. But as they were thanking God, praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord, thanking God, whilst their backs were bleeding, I mean, if they have beaten you, and you, if they beat you and you touch it, it's soothing. I don't know if you were ever in school and they were lashing you and they, they're lashing you back and they do this. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, ah, ah. It's, not, it's, like, it's nice when you touch, when they finish with you and you're touching, ah, you soothe your own self. These guys had been lashed, their backs had been torn, they were bleeding at their backs and their hands were fast in stocks so that they can't touch their backs to comfort themselves. Yeah, in the midst of that, they started singing songs. Jesus, you have the final say. Wow. And the Bible says that the prison everywhere started shaking. The whole place shook. There was only shaking in one place. And their stocks fell off. The prison doors opened. These things are written for you and I. So that whilst we are going through things, we will not say, Lord, Wama, me bro. Oh, Tumf. He knows sell, bro. He knows you are suffering. But he's not expecting you to repeat it. He's expecting you to say what he has said. 
Yare ye yo. Yare ye yo. When has sickness been nice? It has never been nice. Everybody knows. Why are you repeating it? I told him, why are you crying to me? Why? Moses, why are you crying? Why criest thou? Go back to that place. Or else you stay in one gear for a long time. That's where a lot of Christians are struggling for a long time. It's like, ah, nothing is changing. It's because of your own mouth. Yeah. It's serious so. Like I said, the mouth is towards a certain direction. I'll show it to you before we close, okay? And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore, why? Christ thou unto me. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Tell them to go forward. They see you. He says, go forward. Hey. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. Hey. By what technology? <laughs> says, do you divide it? And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So God spoke. It's finished. So what does Moses have to do? Just do what God says to do. So that is what the Bible says. Be not hearers of the word, but doers of the word. What has God said? Start doing it. Start seeing it. Start doing it. Rejoice evermore. Count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Can you, how can you be going through diverse tests and you are counting it all joy? Charlie, what kind of instruction is that? My brethren, James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptations. Like, joy number one. I'm go- Lord, I'm going through this. Lego Hosha. It's a difficult thing to do. It is a difficult thing to do. Let's not pretend it is not a difficult thing to do. I've gone through things that I, I told God, hey, Master, you have to be careful. This is your last chance. Oh, yeah. This is your last chance. What is all this? What is, I'm trying to serve you. Why? Is it, is it not okay to serve you? What is all this? I've said that to myself. But after saying that to myself, I come back to my senses. I'm like, hey, I'm not supposed to be talking like this. So come back to your senses. There's nothing wrong. I was telling Pastor Kobe some uh, days ago, we were talking about faith and fear. When challenge comes, normally the first thing that rises is fear. Isn't it? It's not, it's not a problem. We are growing. Even the manifestation of angels comes with fear. So when an angel shows up, the first thing they'll say is, fear not. Because it is not an ordinary thing to see. You say you want to see an angel. When one shows up here, you may run away. You will run away because it is out of the ordinary. What is this? Do you see? So the first thing they do is that they announce, fear not. In other words, guard, guard, guard by yourself in faith now. Faith is like, a, it's like sparking a car. Dizzy. If the car is lying down, it's, there's, no, there's no energy inside. You need to spark it. And when you spark it, energy, energy comes. Sometimes you're sparking and it's not coming. Don't, we don't give up. You don't say, oh, Charlie, I, I try to spark that thing. No. no, Charlie, continue. We have to move. You see? So when a challenge comes, some, most of the time, most of, almost all of us, have the first reaction being that of fear. It takes time for your first reaction to be that of faith. Uh-huh. But your ability to regather yourself, reorient yourself, and say that, hey, I am seeing you, pa. I'm seeing that there's no money. I'm seeing that there's no whatever. I'm seeing that there's no beloved. There's no child. There's no whatever. I mean, there's, there's, there's something. I'm seeing it. But this is what God has said. This is what God has said. Then you start talking. You start rejoicing. Rather than crying. And go, the more you cry, let me tell you an experience. You know, one of the people who we've known about speaking positively or speaking the word of God all these years, because great men of God has, have given, to, given this particular revelation to us over centuries. This is what I'm telling you now. It's something that's worked for many people over the years. Okay? But one of the people who have spoken about it a lot in our day is Pastor Chris. And I want to tell you why he has that particular revelation very strong and talks about it very strong. One day, he was uh, praying. He was kneeling down praying. And as he was praying, he was, he was speaking in tongues and then he started talking about his failures. So many problems were around, so he started talking about it. I'm not good enough. As he was praying, and you see, most of us, not most of us, some of us pray, some Christians pray, and it's not prayer, it's complaints. You see, it's complaints. So he was complaining in his prayer. Oh, God, you know, 
I'm not good enough. I'm not righteous enough. I'm not worthy. Nothing is working. As he was praying like that, he had a vision of himself. Leave his body. So he left his body. He had, a, he had, he had an out-of-body experience. He saw his physical body kneeling down, praying, and his spirit was out of his body. And he realized that when he came out of his body, he was still praying, he was still talking. And his mind, he, he knew what he was saying in his mind, in his spirit, you get it. The spirit goes with the soul. And he was still saying, I'm not good enough. I don't know how, what I'll do with my life. I don't know if my future is bright enough. I don't know what you need to help me. I don't know if you need to help me. I don't know if you need to. As he was saying, he started going down to hell. He realized that a black tube was sucking him down. So as he was saying that, he was going and going. And, and he, was, he started feeling the heat of hell. He started feeling it. And he was going and he was going. And he was, ah, so he was wondering, what is going on? Then he said in his mind, ah, but I'm a child of God. When he said, but I'm a child of God, he came up the tube. Then he said, ah, but I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then he went further. But I'm the goodness of God. The glory of God is working in me. He's, he went further. He confessed himself, the word of God, positively out of the tube back into his body. When he came into his body, he realized that, hey, hey, I never again. Never. If, if you go to Nigeria, no matter what is happening, they don't say anything bad. No matter what. There are problems, you know. You know that there are problems. But oh, they will not say anything. Yeah. Problems. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. So you need to bring forth good things. If good things are going to happen, it's as a result of what you are saying. Because you are a good man, as far as God is concerned, you are what? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the, you are the just in the earth. You are a good man. You are a good woman. Now bring forth good things. And I'm saying that our mouth is automatically designed to say bad things. James chapter 3. Yeah, that, that scripture says death and life. It begins with death. That's Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21, right? Yeah. Death and life. It begins with death. The natural orientation of the, of the tongue is death. Death. It didn't say life and death. Death first. So if you are not careful, your tongue will speak death and you will die. Go back to James chapter 3. We have gone to church for almost six months last week. Yeah, if camp meetings, if you check the number of meetings we have and you check it, you realize that you've been to church six months in one week. Yeah, morning, afternoon, evening session. And in the session, there are messages. Yeah. I think every day we were preaching about four, four to five times. Yeah. If every Sunday, if it's Sunday, one Sunday, one Sunday, that's five Sundays in a day, isn't it? Five Sundays in a day. Then the next one, another five. And we were there for four days. Five, four is what, 20? Oh. Eh? Five, four is 20. It's six messages, right? I'm sorry. So six times four is what? 24. Uh-huh. So 24. How many Sundays? 24 Sundays is what? So six months. Yeah, so a camp meeting is six months of service. That's why we need to organize more camps. Yeah, you can have six months. Because the year is not enough. One year is not enough. It's just 52 opportunities to preach on a Sunday morning. And no matter what you do, some people will never come for Wednesday service. They'll never come for any other service. Sunday. They are in a pact with God Sunday morning. Even a Sunday, they'll come around. Hallelujah. So you need to, we need to organize more camp meetings. So that you can have six months of teaching. Yeah. Different kinds, six months. So you can have about four, six months in a year. One come here, one come here, one come. That's the miracle of come meeting. Okay? Look at this. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend nothing, where the same is a perfect man, and able also to break the whole body. Next verse. Behold, you put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us. He says, We put bits in horses' mouths so that they may obey us. We control them by their mouth. We control them by controlling their mouth. No matter how stubborn a horse is, you can tame that horse with a bit in his mouth. And then you control it, control it. it will not, it's not easy at first. But you try, try, try. It's moving here. No, 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 my friend, we are going here. You say we are going to the market. You say we are going to the forest. No. No, 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 we are going to the market. 
Then he says, and we turn about their whole body. Next verse 4. He gives you several examples. Then he says, behold also the ships, which though they be so great, big, have you seen a ship before? I'm not talking about boats. Most of you have seen boats. I'm talking about a ship. Metal ship. Have you seen some before? Have you gone to Tema? How about you see some before? Who has seen a ship before? How big was it? Was it bigger than this whole place? Yeah, you can. A ship is like a city on water. It's huge. You can be in one part of the ship and you will never meet the other person on the other side. Very big. Most of us have not seen ships before. What you've seen is mini boats. <laughs> it's canoe. You've seen canoe before. <laughs> the, the big ship is controlled. It says, though they be so huge and are driven of fierce winds, there are problems when they are in the sea. You see the waves beating them, hitting them, doing all kinds of things to them. Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, the small steer inside the big ship, irrespective of how huge the ship is, and irrespective of the waves that are on the sea, the problems that are on the sea, because the sea waves can rise, I tell you. Rise. You think that he is going to send the ship off. The captain is just standing by the radar, and he will do the... We will still get to Brazil where we are going. We will still get to America where we are go, going. You will not end up in Chuck, Chuck Norris's hometown. You will end up in Brazil. Yeah. So he says that, listen. Yet are they turned about with a, a very small helm, whithersoever the governor, listen, wherever the governor, the one who is in control, wants. You are in control. Do you know you are in control? You are in control of your future. Amazingly. Your future is not in the hands of God. As far as God is concerned, he has created your future already. Wow. All things are yours. Whether it be life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All things are yours. And you are Christ. And Christ is God. So as far as God is concerned, cruise control. He has predest- it's called predestination. For we autopilot, for we are his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. He's done it already. Now he's partnering with you with your mouth. Because he, he, he's created a ship, he's typed in the destination, he's done everything, and he has given you the helm that gets it to the place where it's supposed to get to. What do you, what, why are you, what are you, what are you afraid of? You shouldn't be afraid of anything. This is NLT. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong. Makes no difference what, what is happening. You are in charge. Say I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I've, set my course, I've set my course. And I'm getting to my destination. To my destination. Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then it says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold how great a matter a little Fire kindle. Let's read the message with this one. King James, you know, understand it well. Me- message, message version six, seven. Okay, five, six, seven. It says, A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything. Are you seeing it? A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything. I feel like I accomplished everything. Yeah. yeah. Or say or, or destroy it. Destroy it. it only takes a spark. Remember to set off a forest fire. You need just a spark to burn a whole forest. Just the whole fire was gone. The whole forest is gone. Yeah. Look at the next verse. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world. Turn harmony to chaos. So the harmony you have in your life can be ruined by your mouth. Throw mud on a reputation. Send the whole world up in smoke and up, go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Amazing. This, your mouth. Your labush. I tell you, you can burn a whole bush. Take, take a seat. Yeah, look at the next verse. He says, this is scary. This is scary. 
you can tame a tiger. Let's read, let's read, um, is it NLT? Let's read NLT of this verse, of verse 7. Um, I want to check the, the version God showed me something in proper, proper. Okay, BB, verse 7 in BB. For every sort of beast and bed and every living thing on earth and in the sea has been controlled by man. Have you seen it? Yeah. And it's under his authority. Is it true? Yeah. Is every bed under the authority of man? Yeah. Why? Because bears cannot talk. The one who talks is the one who is in control. Tigers are tamed by men. Why? Because man can talk. Man can talk. Have you, haven't you seen people living with tigers? People living with lions, snakes, all kinds of animals. Because men can talk. Because men can talk, men are, man is in control. So it says every animal has been tamed by man. Not by God, by man. Man tamed every one of them. By our, our talk. You see, we can plan. And see, if there's a lion around worrying people, men can sit down and discuss. This is what we're going to do to the lion. This is what we're going to do to the lion. We're going to do this and this and that. And we'll get the lion. Because you can talk, you can plan. Have you seen animals planning? The, the reason why lions are high in the food chain is because they can plan. They have an ability to plan. Do you know? They have a, because they have a certain level to plan. They, they have a certain way of planning. If you see lionesses, lionesses trying to hunt, they will position themselves one here, one there, one there. They have a certain high level of communication. That is why they are able to do the things that they are able, they are able to do. Hallelujah. We can plan and do whatever. If they are elephants, we know what to do to get them. We know. Man will not do this. And plan and get it. No, he will talk to each other. We'll do this to him. We'll do this to him. We'll do this to him. And then we'll launch out and get it done. And it will be done. Is it true? Look at your next verse. Look at your next verse. But the tongue may not be controlled by man. It is an unresting evil. It is full of the poison of death. It says it may not be controlled by man, not by Christians, by man. The tongue that we have has its own mind. It says it is an unresting evil. The tongue is an unresting, by because of the fall, it's an unresting evil. It is full of poison, of the poison of death. So your, your tongue or your mouth is naturally programmed to destroy your life. That is why you don't need to teach a child much when it comes to insults or they, no, they just pick it up. If you don't see certain things around them, they will pick certain things up. You'll be surprised. This message. But you can't tame a tongue. It has never been done. The tongue runs wild. A wanton killer. It runs wild. Then look at, look at what he says. Look at what he says about it. Go back to the uh, message. Uh, the whatever. BBA. Next verse. Verse 9. With that you give praise to our Lord and Father. Now he's talking about Christians. Have you seen it? With it, you give praise to our Lord and Father. And with it, put a curse on men who are made in God's image. Ah! You are praising God and you are cursing man. No. Next verse. Out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. Then he says, my brothers, it is not right for these things to be so. It is not right for these things to be what? To be so. In other words, he's telling you to learn to speak one thing. He says, look at the next verse. Does the fountain send from the same outlet sweet and bitter water? Does it? It doesn't. Next verse. It's a fig tree able to bear, so it brings trees again. Just like Jesus spoke about trees and fruits when he was talking about your words and who you are and creating your future. Is a fig tree able to give us olives? My brothers, or do we get figs from a vine or sweet water from the salt sea? It's not like that. Why? Because you're a child of God, there's only one thing that should come out of your mouth. And you must discipline yourself. Only blessings. Only goodness. Only beauty. Listen, never say a bad word from henceforth. Because whether you like it or, like it or not, you are creating your future and you are creating the future of those around you with what you are saying. If a bad thought is not spoken, it dies unborn. When you start speaking those things, you, you, maybe you are thinking failure. Don't say it. You are thinking fear. Don't say it. Your mouth, your mouth is easy to easily. I don't know if you realize you can talk before you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a sign of immaturity. It's a, it's a sign of what? Immaturity. 
First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Look at First Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I, let's read King James. King James is nicer. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I sp- spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Do you see? Meaning that he spoke before understanding, before thinking. It's not supposed to be the other way around. You think, you understand, then you speak. But children have it the other way. They speak. Since when I was a child, the word child is nepuse. It means a child who is refusing to grow. An immature or untrained child. He talks before he thinks, before he understands, before he thinks. These things ought not to be so. I bless only. See, I bless only. I speak good things only. So just when you realize you're going to say something bad, regather yourself. Hey, 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 I'm not supposed to talk like that. If you start marking your life like that, you'll be surprised at where God will take you. Ask for God, he has done it. Now he's relying on you. He says, don't cry unto me. Speak the word. Speak unto that. See. Divide it. Divide it. Tell me about divide it. Make things work. Make things happen. Listen, we are people of prophecy. What we say is what we get. It's the truth. On Sunday, I'll talk about it. We are people of prophecy. What you say is what you get. Say, my future is bright. My future is how, how, do you, how do you see your future to be? Full of grace. Full of joy. Full of glory. Full of prosperity. Full of health. Say, full of health. Not as you are growing, then you are just you are shrinking. You are going down and down and down and down. No, that's not my life. That's not my life. That's not my life. Seventy does not mean anything. You are a small boy. Listen, Abraham was called at age what? Abraham? No, you are lying. It's not eighty. Abraham was called at seventy. Yeah, seventy-five actually. He was called by God at seven. When God said to Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Eh? You know, God, was, God called Abraham in um, Genesis chapter 11. Okay? Ten years later, he responded. So he was 65 when God called him, but he responded when he was 75. God called him out of the land of the Chaldeans. Genesis chapter 11, verse 36, I think. But because of his father, he did not go out of the land of the Chaldeans. He came out of the land of the Chaldeans and settled in the land of Haran. When his father died, his father was called Terah. Terah means delay. His father's name meant delay. Not delay Makarao. Delay. And because his father's name was, was delay, and he focused on what his father was telling him, he missed 10 years. That is why Isaac was born when he was 100. It was supposed to be earlier. It was, supposed to be, it was supposed to be earlier. Yeah. Have you, have you found it? It's in the Bible. They will say I'm not telling the truth. 31. Ah, and Terah took Abraham his son and Lot the son of, uh, the son of Haran his son's son and Sarah his daughter-in-law. Go, go, go up. Go to verse 30. Yes. Terah is the one who took Abraham. You know, Abraham was the one who was told to move. And Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah. The daughter of Han, the father of Milka, and the father of Iska. Next verse. But Sarah was blind, she had no child. Next verse, 31. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lord, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter in law, his son, Abraham's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldeans. Have you seen it? To go into the land of Canaan. To go where? And they came unto Han and dwelt there. Go to chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. He had told him long ago. And when he got out, he went with his father and his, his, his nephew and went to join the land of Haran. When the father died, then he moved. If you read in Acts chapter 7, you see it. Um, Stephen gave us a proper record of Abraham's life. You can check it. He said it that, oh, Abraham was called by a father. When he moved, 
He moved with his father and they dwelt in the land of Haran. When Terah, his father, died, then he responded to God. Is there? Acts chapter 7. And he said, Men and brethren, fathers, God, the God of Abraham, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran. Have you said, when he was in Benjamin, the word Karan is actually Haran, the same thing. This is Greek because it was translated from uh, Latin, whatever. That's why he said Karan. Okay? And said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee. Verse, verse 4. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from this, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land where he now dwell. I don't know why I said this. Why did I say these, these things? I don't remember why I was saying this. But whatever brings you delay is gone in Jesus' name. Yeah, don't let anyone delay you in life, okay? Yeah. Abraham, I was saying that Abraham was 75 when he responded to the call of God. Moses was 80 when he started the ministry. Why do you think that when you are 70, your life is finished? Ah, Charlie, say, I canceled that in Jesus' name. Say, I'm crossing 70 with ease. I'm crossing 80 with ease. Do you want 90? Okay, so say, I'm crossing 90 with ease. Yeah. Why are people dying too much? It's not supposed to be like that. No, no, no. no. Refuse to die. Yeah, I said refuse to die. Last scripture. Can I mention one last scripture? Second Timothy chapter 1. Let's read verse 7. Go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. Oh, this is nice. Let's read from verse 18 to verse 9 so that we understand it. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse 9. Who has saved us? And called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Next verse. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. Who has what? What has Jesus done? He has abolished. Do you understand abolishment? Which law was abolished in this country? Slavery was abolished, for instance. Firing squad was abolished. It's been abolished, eh? Yeah. You don't think so? Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has what? He has what? Do you understand abolish? What is the meaning of abolish? Pastor, Pastor Flo, what is the meaning of abolish? It means that it has been terminated. It's a blessing. One big word for another. You understand terminated? Like Terminator 5. Look at this. But has now made clear by the relation of our Savior Jesus Christ. Who put an end to death? He put an end to death. Too. So why are you dying? You accept that Jesus is your Savior. Accept the fact that he also abolished death. So when you are not ready to die, you are not to die. You don't even have to die. Yeah, actually. You don't have to die. And made life unending. Hmm? He has made life unending come to light through the good news. So you are not dying now. How many years do you want? Start thinking about it. Every time, every time you are there, just start thinking, I want, I like 95, 105, 120. But 120, all of me to be gone. So I don't know what you'll be doing here. <laughs> but whatever you want. Eh? The Bible says, he satisfies his beloved with what? With long life. So don't be afraid when you're traveling to, to Kumasi and you're, you're in a VIP bus. Oh, maybe something happened. Maybe something happened. Maybe something happened. Maybe because you're thinking maybe something. You are the reason why there's something happened. Yeah. I am happening. Life is happening in this car. Yeah. No harm shall come towards you. No harm shall come close to you. Sometimes you hear bad stories. This happened to this person. This happened to you. Probably a thousand shall fall by thy side. And ten thousand shall fall by the right side, but it shall not come nigh thee. With thy eyes shall you be shall you see or behold the reward of the wicked. So you shall see the reward of the wicked. It is the wicked who is rewarded like that. Are you a, are you a wicked person? Are you not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Your portion is that of good, joy, blessings, excitement, glory. So he says, seeing then that we have such hope, you use great plainness of speech. Rise up upon your feet and thank God for what I shared with you.
God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.